0: Van life, eh, van, uh, read, 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 what's up guys and welcome back to the podcast I'm Frankie and I'm Alex and together we are f Van Life. This
1: is the show where every week we bring you news from the nomadic community or interviews with other nomads so you can know what it's really like to live life on the road
0: And we are back on the road in some type of way to yes. some type of capacity
1: We are currently in Sunny the RV, our 1985 Toyota Sun Raider. The baby is sleeping and I'm trying to talk quietly
0: while Frank is screaming. I just watched her like open up her eyes and like look right up at me, but then she kind of went right back to sleep. I think she heard a different tone, and I think we it's important for us to always remember that we should speak at a normal tone because. If she gets used to, like, needing quiet to go to sleep, that might be a bad thing.
1: The last time we recorded a podcast, I don't know if you remember, Frank uh, started, What's up? Welcome back. And then she just was, like, awake and crying. And I was, like, oh, my God, this was a terrible idea.
0: (laughs) Well, regardless of it being a terrible idea or not, this was a great idea. We have a great podcast for you today. This is James. This is back when we were actually still pregnant. And I say we, but it was Alex who was pregnant, Uh, this was, like, September 6th. We want to apologize for the delay on this one.
1: She actually wrote us on Instagram the other day, and he was like, hey, whatever happened to that podcast? And we were like,
0: what did happen? I was like, I put it up, and then I, like, went looking for it, and then I realized we never put it up.
1: So, sorry, James, this is super delayed, but we really enjoyed this conversation with you, and we're excited to share it
0: today. As I look back at the footage, too, I'm like, I definitely edited this, but it never got saved, so... (laughs) You know, it <laughs> happens, especially in the midst of having a baby. We
1: had a lot going on. Yeah. you know, I think we were trying to get as much done as we could before the baby came. Yes. Because we knew that things would be more difficult when she was here. Um, but in any case, we are traveling with her. We're on the road with her. We're mm-hmm. building a new van with her. We're thinking about what our next rig is. We're, like... Literally every conversation we have is a debate about what to do with this van, a next bus, a next van, uh, you know, do we keep this one? Do we
0: sell this one? What are we going to do? What's messed up is we're always going through, like, changes of thought and mind and feeling on certain things and, like, possibly keeping this rig. Like, we've been going back and forth. Like, we like the space a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. And
1: especially now that it's renovated and we've, like, we're at, like, 95% complete on this renovation, which feels
0: really good. I think the hardest thing is that, like, we know that we're going to need to get out of this eventually and go into something a little bit bigger, I would say, and just set up the right way specifically for us. We've inherited a lot of the setup of this, Mm -hmm. you know, so we're kind of stuck with where everything's placed.
1: Yeah, but my biggest question is after, you know, this renovation taking so long, am I ready Mentally, physically, emotionally to jump in to a whole nother van build. And
0: I want to say like thank you to Alex for actually thinking about that because a lot of the time it's like, what's the next thing? We have to do it. There's a lot less thought about all do all the things match in this moment.
1: Well, also I think pre-Everly, it was just like, you know, it's us and we can do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's going to be hard work and whatever, but like, it's fine. But throw in, you know three wakes ups a night and you know endless naps and feedings and but you know like having a having an infant is a lot of work it and then is. so then trying to also help you build a van at the same time as keeping the child away from all of the dangerous things that build a van yeah, like saws and tools and nails and, but when
0: she's crawling it's gonna be even harder and then when she's walking it's gonna be even harder yeah i don't know right so there's gonna be no good time <laughs> In the sense of the baby growing. Actually, I think this is a great time for her to, like, notice us always doing things that are, like, projecting our life in a better direction.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? And speaking of projecting your life in a better direction, we got James Wood woodruff on i think that's how you say it w-o-o-d-r-u-f-f woodruff woodruff and and uh he's a great dude he's been following us for quite some time now he's actually the one who made the fna hats that had like that metal plate on them super cool that was a dope hat actually we definitely still have them back in canada and we know a few people roger has one Uh uh-huh um and so if you were an og following us for a while you might have one of those hats
1: Yeah. So this is the guy that made them for us. We're super grateful for that. And we're super grateful for him following the journey. And now, finally, you're going to hear this. This story is ridiculous of how long it took him to get actually on the road. But so he is now traveling full time. He's making his van life dreams a reality.
0: And he's doing a YouTube and a podcast. He's actually had us, I think, on his podcast at one point in time. Mm, I'm pretty sure that's the case.
1: We blacked out the last five months. Yeah.
0: But uh, it's it's daydream with James is where you can find them on Instagram. and then you can find all those other links right underneath there and also in the show notes as well.
1: So let's dive right into this conversation with James. All right, James, welcome to the podcast. We're really excited to talk to you today. Why don't we start out by you know maybe explaining where this daydream with James began?
2: So since I was probably about 14 years old, I've always like the only thing I've ever been passionate about was traveling around the country and like just checking all the cool stuff out, you know, whether it's hiking, camping, skydiving, whatever it is, I wanted to do it. And I always wanted to like meet new people and just experience more than what was, you know, at home. So it's always been like a daydream. I always compare it to um, have you seen the movie Secret Life with Walter Mitty? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So, you Good know, one. how
2: he's always like sinking into these daydreams type of deal. He zones out that that's almost what I uh, uh, think of whenever, you know, I'm explaining the whole daydream thing.
0: That's cool. I have a lot of respect for that. That's like the fact that you're making it happen now, too, is like you've made your dream into a reality. And so yeah. what is it that you're traveling in and how long have you been on the road for it too, as well?
2: So I'm in a 1999 Dodge Ram 1500. It was a conversion van, so it had already been converted by a company named Regency. Um, So I got it, and I stripped it out, built it out how I wanted it, and then uh, hit the road. And I've been on the road um, technically for, I think Sunday is going to be three weeks, so I'm pretty fresh into it.
0: that's exciting
1: man that's very fresh so why don't we talk about you know three weeks in expectations versus reality so obviously you spent a long time thinking about this planning this you know buying the rig fixing it up doing all these things how is life actually on the road compared to your daydream about life on the road
2: so that's kind of a hard one because so i've already had like a few roadblocks hit, right? And um obviously it'd be silly to believe you're going to hit the road and not run into any problems. So I, I was already expecting things to happen. Um so like nothing is really what, what am I trying to say? Like my expectations have already like not have already been met, but they're still being met if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. um I've already done a lot of really cool things. Um I've met some cool people. Um so I don't know, like I haven't had anything really down me yet, if that makes sense.
0: Well, what were those roadblocks then? If they haven't really downed you too much, what were they?
2: So my first week, I so I lived in Missouri. I went to Tennessee to see family for a couple weeks, and then I shot over to South Dakota to the Black Hills. And I was uh heading towards camp. I had gotten a campsite and I was heading to camp and I stopped in a little town called Keystone to pick up some beer. And uh As I was leaving Keystone, right as I got out of this little town, a deer ran out into the road and smoked the side of my van and busted out one of my side windows.
0: Oh, snap. Yeah. So scary. I did not expect that.
2: Yeah. So I, uh, I, and I got it on film too, because I was like, I had my GoPro like out the window just filming B roll because the drive was amazing. Right. Yeah. And out of nowhere, just, Boom. Just a super loud impact. and I was like, what the hell was that? And I saw this like flash of Brown in my like side mirror, you know, and, uh, I pulled over and sorry, that was my dog shaking off. <laughs> um, I pulled over, assessed the damage and I was like, man, I can't believe it. There was like deer hair, like on my window seal. Um, so yeah, I just, I stopped assessed assess the damage and I had found out, um, that, this van, since it was a conversion van by a company, a lot of those companies went out of business some time back. So finding that specific window would be like next to impossible, right? Um, so eventually, I just, you know, I went into Rapid City, called some places. Every single auto glass place around there was booked out like three weeks because of all this hail damage. And then I come to find out there was no chance of getting a glass window. So, I was able to find a shop up in Spearfish to uh, replace it with plexiglass. So, I was able to get that fixed within, like, a day or two. So, that was one of those things where I was like, I mean, I could let it upset me. But, I mean, if anything, it's just kind of a wild experience, you know. And I was like, well, it gave me some content for Instagram, YouTube, and all that stuff, you know.
1: And it's also, like, a really good learning experience, too. because like you're in this random town. You don't know anybody. You don't know the shops. You don't know the people. You don't know where anything is. And yet still within like two days, you were able to solve your problem.
2: Yeah, exactly. For sure. And, uh, the people in that town were, you know, they were all very helpful. Like everybody I called was able to like, look up what my van was, what the window was, give me the bad news that I want to get a glass one, you know, so on Mm -hmm. and so forth. So it was just a really cool experience in its own, I guess you could say. Um, So yeah, that's fixed now. It's just plexiglass. Luckily they had like the tinted plexiglass. So you can't even tell that, you know, something bad happened. But, um, and then after that, the next roadblock was, I was going into Idaho Springs in uh, Colorado and I was coming up a big hill and my transmission overheated. And (laughs) I didn't know, but I had a little transmission fluid leak. So I was low on fluid. It overheated. Uh, So I got into the town and I was going to have a shop, you know, like drain all that old fluid because I had met somebody that, you know, has been running vans for a while. And he's like, once that happens, you have to get rid of that fluid. It's no good anymore. Um, You know, you have to replace it. So all the shops in that town, again, booked up like three weeks. So I had to just, you know, figure it out. And I ended up going around all these mechanic, or not mechanics, but auto parts store, bought the fluid, bought the filter, bought the gasket. And I just had to go into a target parking lot and pull the oil pan and all that and just drain all the fluid and then, you know, go ahead and fix that problem. So, I mean, I've had like these little roadblocks that they haven't really, nothing has really upset me. I'm not on a deadline of any sort. I'm not like, you know stranded really i have a place to sleep still so it was just little things that i had to fix here and there you know
0: mm-hmm. it's all about how you overcome it though like you're already i would say you're already officially a van lifer because that's like what it is that's what it's about i mean it's about enjoying your time but also being able to figure out what your issues are fix them and move along so right. i think a set of skills that um van lifers get that is kind of really incredible that we're not given van lifers and or people that are nomadic enough credit for is problem solving. Like we all get really freaking good at problem solving, like right down the spot and like getting things done in a timely manner.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's something that I've definitely learned, you know, is things are going to happen and you just got to figure out how to overcome them and keep moving, you know, especially if you want to live this lifestyle. If you if you run into something like that and you let that send you back home, then I mean, what are you doing? You know, you kind of got to push through it because on the other side, you're going to still do really awesome, fun things.
1: Mm -hmm. What have been some of the highs in the last couple of weeks?
2: So my first day in Fort Collins, I went to a laundromat to do some laundry and I had met a guy that lived in Fort Collins and he lived out of his van. So, you know, I commented on his van. I was like, nice rig, man. Like we just got to talking. And, uh, I was just telling him like, yeah, there's some things I'd like to get into. Like, this or that and then i brought up rock climbing and he's like oh well i actually you know i climb a lot i'll take you out sometime so like a few days later that week he took me rock climbing for the first time um and that was that was amazing like the next day i went to rei and i bought climbing shoes i bought a harness you know i was like this is something i'm definitely getting into now because i mean it was just it was awesome i really enjoyed it um so that was definitely a high uh i went skydiving in moab that was amazing you know Yeah, so that was, you know, pretty surreal. So, I mean, just in the few weeks that I've been doing this, I've already, like, met really cool people that took me to go do cool things. And I've, you know, marked some stuff off my bucket list. And other than that, all the views. I mean, being from Missouri, the stuff that I've been seeing, every time I look at something, I'm like, wow, that is amazing. Holy crap, this is wild. This is here, (laughs) you know?
1: You're probably one of the only people from your hometown to really, like, do a big trip like this and to like get out and see all these new places
2: yeah from what i know yeah i i don't know anybody else from my hometown that's really doing the van life thing you know everyone's like man you're living my dream like you guys the first step is just buy a van and start working on it you know that's all you got to do literally you know to start this dream you just gotta go for it get rid of that fifty thousand dollar car you're paying five hundred bucks a month on sell that get yourself a van and get started you know
0: hmm that's great advice honestly so what is your like since it's only been three weeks what does the long-term plan look like for you are you gonna be doing van life for a, a really long period of time or what do you have like a one-year plan six-month plan
2: so i'm uh pretty positive that i'm gonna keep doing this as long as i possibly can you know whether that's a year or like you guys have been doing it for four years you know that's I want to go as long as possible. You know, this is something that I could see a really cool life, you know, and for sure. Mm -hmm. Did
1: you do anything to kind of set yourself up for that? So like how long did you spend in the pre van life planning phase? Like, did you just wake up one day and buy a van or have you been thinking about it for a long time? You know, do you have a good emergency fund? Like what's that look like?
2: So, I've been thinking about, I've probably was watching van life videos several years before I even bought a van. Like I've been wanting to do this for several years, specifically out of a van, you know? Um, and it wasn't until a couple years ago where I was actually able to buy the van. Um, so I bought the van and then. On the drive home, the motor blew like immediately. So that, so that kind of put. We
1: have no experience with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Does <laughs> that what happened to our most recent van purchase? Rate? Yes, it
0: is exactly <laughs> what happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how that goes. So, um, so yeah, that I is that like, the van hey,
1: that you're in right now?
2: Yeah, yeah. I had to put a new motor in it, and that took like another year or so. Um, did you put it do in yourself,
0: or did you have a mechanic do it?
2: I really wanted to do it myself, but I had a mechanic do it. I just didn't have the tools or equipment to do it. It's
0: It's a big job. A lot of different equipment. You need to actually do it. You at least need a cherry picker and a clean place. And that those two things are hard to get,
2: get in. For sure. So I figured I was like, man, I might as well just have a mechanic do it know that they're going to do it right. Well, I hope they do it right anyway. You know, um, So that's the route I went. And then right whenever my van was drivable, I immediately sold my truck because I had like a truck payment. I had insurance that was like pretty expensive because it had to be full coverage. Mm -hmm. Um, So I sold my truck immediately and just started driving my van as a daily um, and slowly started working on it. Um, So yeah, that's how I finally got into the van. And then for the planning portion, I just, I don't know. I just knew it was going to work out and knew it was going to happen, you know? So, like, I didn't plan too much on, like, the actual trip itself. Um, for the money, I not to, like, get, like, all, like, change the vibe of things, but uh, this last March, my mom had passed away. So, we had to sell her house because none of us were able to, like, keep it and afford it. My yeah. brother and his wife have a house. My sister and her husband have a house. And I was getting ready to leave on this trip. So... We All got a little chunk of change, so I'm just kind of coasting off of that right now. Um, but it's going fast, right? Because yeah. gas and all the other things that come come with uh traveling like, there was a lot of things I didn't know that I needed until I started traveling, so I'm still buying things to make this lifestyle comfortable. Mm, gotcha. Um, I think, most, first and foremost, yeah.
0: sorry about the loss of your mother, I know it could be hard. It. Uh, but we can see that you're happy and smiling, and the vibe is good. So, you know, right. we're we're ha- we're happy for you being in a good state of mind because it could definitely bring you to a different place.
2: Oh, for sure, yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: brain just blanked out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that happens up. me all the time.
1: I know, right? I feel like all the blood is in my placenta right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about. Uh, I think, so I almost think it's better not to have over planned mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people watch all these YouTube videos and watch all the like 10 things you must have to like live in a van and blah, blah, blah. And then you get so caught up in like buying all these things and filling your van. And then like when we first got on the road, our van was packed to the gills mm-hmm. of stuff that we thought we needed. And then we were actually getting rid of stuff.
0: We gave so much crap away the first like four months we were on the road just because we were realizing that we didn't need a majority of it. And even stuff that we kept, we still didn't need throughout almost our whole travels, but we had it as like an emergency type of thing.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. You almost don't really figure out what you need until you spend a little bit of time on the road and then like what fits your specific needs in that moment, you know?
0: And it is extremely specific. Like I might use a rice cooker where you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like it's extremely specific to the people. And do you eat out a lot? Because if you eat out a lot, then you don't even need a stove. Well, And also
1: it depends on your rig and how you live in it. Like uh you have a low top rig that, you know, it's just one of you and your dog. I definitely want to talk about your dog a little bit, but like, you know, you're going to need different things than a couple traveling in a vehicle, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. That's one thing is like, I can't stand up and cook in this thing. Right. So I'll, I have to cook outside and pull that thing out. So I'm very limited to what I, I don't have a sink. I don't have um, like a really big, like stove range type deal. You know, I just have a small two burner propane grill that I cook on whenever mm-hmm. I do that. And if I'm not doing that, then I make a sandwich, yeah. you know, nice, easy, quick. Yep, yep. And that's one thing I really need to get better at, because I find myself getting in, like, I could make a sandwich and do that, or I could just run inside of the gas station and grab a piece of pizza real quick or something, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think you got to figure out what works for you, too. Like, do you have a fridge in there?
2: Yeah, I have a, I actually have an ice co fridge. Nice. Nice. Good choice. Yeah.
1: If you want a discount oh. on your co fridge, use code FNABANLIFE 12 at checkout. <laughs> but I feel like with a fridge, you could make a lot of meat. Like, you just have to get creative with what you get at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, if, say, you buy a rotisserie right. chicken, then you've got the chicken that's already cooked. And it's,
0: you know. You can break that down into several meals. You can even add it to, like, salad. And then you have, like, right. yourself, like, a little chicken salad type of deal you can make chicken salad sandwiches you can yeah. you can just yeah. do all different types of stuff with it dips
1: and, and stuff yeah. then you can dip a lot of things yeah. you know you
0: can yeah. make yeah. alex did that a lot that was delicious
1: yeah but that's like more like cooking things but like you could definitely find like uh lady bug out for example mm-hmm. she has a really small kitchen barely cooking setup yep. and so you know there's people on the road making it work right so I, it's so easy to get into the trap of like eating out all the time and right. if, you know if that's great then that's great but you might
0: start to feel like shit. <laughs>
2: that, that, and it, that money, money goes to that food like crazy every time you eat out it's 15 20 bucks you know well, yeah and if
0: a meal could be two dollars rather than fifteen dollars you've just uh, saved yourself enough money in three meals to be able to like go do an activity
2: yeah exactly exactly that's one thing I find myself is like I need to slow down a little bit. I'm, I'm still in the mindset, like from work of just like, go, 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 you know, you got to keep moving. So like in the rush of things, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to stop and make a sandwich or something like that, you know? So I need to just get my mind and like, slow down, take your time. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not in a rush.
0: Yeah. Three weeks in, you're still in vacation mode.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I
0: I, got to do everything. I got to put everything in my schedule. And then if you're doing it for a long term, I would say like four months from now, you're going to feel kind of burnt out and like the need to slow down a bit. Like it takes a little while for that burnout to really like hit you. You know, you could, you could do it for a while before you're like, Oh damn, I need to, I need to pump my brakes, you know, take a week in a spot, you know, figure out what the, the flows are that you want to go through to make things a little bit, just more relaxed for yourself.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to getting to that groove because this go, go, go thing that I'm doing is like, uh, it's already like, man, I I feel like I'm missing out on things where, you know, if I had just slowed down a little bit, I could have probably seen a few more things than I did.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you got to think about the slowdown too for your dog a bit as well. I'm sure you need exactly. a lot of time for your dog, but, um, you know, the dog needs exercise, needs time to run, stretch its legs, you know, and if you're driving eight hours a day, you know, how much stretching is the dog going to get? You know what I mean?
2: Exactly, exactly. And that's like the first two days I was on the road, I was driving through like Iowa and like all those farm states. So I was just driving straight through. So my first two days I was doing like nine and a half hour drives and I could tell my dog was just like broke. Can we like stop for a minute, please? <laughs> yeah.
0: Paco gets that way too. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about your dog because is it a boy or girl?
2: He's a boy. Yeah, Rex.
1: He, he's a big guy, Rex. And so
2: yep.
1: you got two big guys in a small van. How's yeah, that working so, out?
2: So everybody that, uh, like all my friends and family, they would look in and be like, man, that bed's not that big. Like, right, like, how's this going to work? And people have a hard time believing, but like in the bed I have, I'm able to like sleep really comfortably in it. And Rex sleeps in it too at night, you know. Um, now, whenever I'm in the van, Rex is kind of stuck up on the bed, you know. And I'm sure over time he's like, dude, come on, like, I want to walk around a little bit, but there's not really walking room in here either, you know? So, um, it's, it's tight, but it's doable. You know, it's definitely not, uh, too much to bear, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. Are you noticing that you're spending more time outside the van than inside the van at the moment?
2: It depends on the day. Um, really like so far today, most of my time has been in the van cause I drove from twin falls, Idaho. And now I'm, uh, I forget the town I'm in, but I'm in Oregon now. Um, So most of my time today has been in the van, but on days where I'm like posted up somewhere for a little bit, I'll definitely be out of the van more going on hikes or just sitting outside rather than inside.
1: What's what's driving your decision to like go to these, like why did you decide to leave Twin Falls to go to Oregon?
2: So right now I want to, I'm trying to work my way up to the top of Washington that way, when it starts getting like real cold, I can start working my way down because my van isn't extremely well insulated. So when it gets cold, it's going to get cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to get up there so I can start like I feel like once I get up to the top of Washington is whenever I can really start slowing down and taking my time to check stuff out. And then when it starts getting colder, I can start working my way back down. Did you go near a Snake River? Oh, I drove over it um, on a bridge. Oh my goodness, that was insane looking! Right, whenever I was leaving, um, there were some people that were walking out onto the bridge, getting ready to base jump.
0: That's uh, yeah, that right there is uh, in Twin Falls, is what you're talking about, where the waterfalls are, where they where they bridge jump. Uh, this wasn't where the
2: waterfalls were, but it, um, it was just a part of the Snake River. I didn't see the waterfalls though.
0: So, the Snake River, fun fact, is actually the deep has the deepest canyon. It's in the deeper United than States. the Grand Canyon.
2: Really? Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. That's and crazy.
0: In Idaho, you could actually go on a riverboat tour out of um, what was it called again? Ooh, that's a great question. White Frank. Force whitefish whitefish it's near whitefish idaho is what i okay. think it's called and there's like a riverboat tour company uh that you could go on and it takes you up the river so you're on this jet boat that takes you up the river and you're the canyon that's just massive around you
2: that sounds and freaking wild
0: in that river there's actually sturgeons like a uh, big fish that's yeah. like a dinosaur oh wow and they they grow to I think he said they could be up to like twelve feet long something like that like huge fish, fish. oh
1: that's just, crazy
0: yeah wild but it's just a cool different experience that in that area that if you were going a little bit slower you might right. have actually experienced
2: yeah that's the thing is I feel like I've gone through some towns where uh there might have been like some hidden gems but it was just like yeah, I'm gonna keep going just because like right off the bat I wasn't feeling it that was like I drove to uh Grand Junction, Colorado, when I was leaving Colorado, I was like, oh, I'll spend a day or two here. And I don't know what it was, but like when I got there that day, I was on the phone with my sister. I'm like, I'm not like in a bad mood, but I'm just not feeling it here, you know? Like, yep. yeah, whatever. So I just left, but I'm sure there's like some really cool things in Grand Junction to check out, you know? Yeah.
0: We parked, I think you we have to trust your there. gut, though. We parked overnight there. That's where the cliffs were, where we did Paco's little port. Like, he had the shoes. He got first got the shoes. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, you if you're on the road for a while you'll end up circling back to a lot of these places so it's not like Mm -hmm. i don't think that you should ever have the fear of missing out because you can always go back first of all and second of all you have to kind of trust your gut right Mm -hmm. like if you're sitting somewhere and you're like i don't really want to be here i'm not Mm -hmm. vibing with this place i want to go somewhere else then you should just go somewhere else you know what i mean and maybe next time you circle back There'll be like the people that you meet up with or the you know, the experience is different, or you get there and you're like, wow, I love this place, you know. So right. it's like I don't think that you should ever force yourself to be somewhere or do something when you're living in a van that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. I will say the one thing in Grand Junction, if anybody goes through there, God, I can't remember the name of the diner but I had some of the best biscuits and gravy I've had anywhere else. Besides my grandma's biscuits and gravy, that biscuits and gravy right there was freaking amazing.
0: That's top-notch, then. you got to figure out what the name of that is. Go look it back on the credit card receipt or whatever and let us know because I'm going to try those one day.
2: Oh, dude, it was amazing. It had, like, it was a biscuit with some sliced ham, an egg, and then the gravy. Ooh, man, that that was really good. That was awesome. But then I ate that and I was like, yeah, it's time to go.
0: (laughs) So that area is interesting because I feel like in the winter, we always go through it in the winter because we're snowboarding at that time of the year. Um, and there is a couple of gravy
1: would be great in the winter, right?
0: There's a really, there's a couple of hikes that are really dope there. Um, we went and got like our oil change when we were in the area. And saw a friend that actually lives in that area as well, um, or at least that's where she's from originally. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really cool spot, but you always have to pass through it if you're if you're doing, like, the Icon Mountains or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Heck yeah. So, yeah you'll find I'll,
0: yourself there's, just passing through that town here and there, so you could always go back.
2: Right. I've noticed that a lot of the places, like, I'm going, it seems like, the same highway almost runs through all these places. So it's like a hub for stuff, you know? So it's definitely like you're going to return at some point.
0: Yeah. What is the thing that you're like looking forward to the most, uh, in, in the life? Like, since it's only been three weeks, what is it that you're like looking for?
2: I don't really know. I'm just, uh, looking, I guess, just for more really cool experiences. I'm definitely going to try to do a lot more rock climbing, um, in some cool places. Like I went rock climbing in Moab. That was really cool. I was able to hook up with a group that was already doing it. Um, so that's one thing I'm really looking forward to, but outside of that, it's just the new adventures, the new people and things like that. I don't really have too many expectations or like things I plan on doing. Mm-hmm. Um, national parks would be a good one, but they don't, none of them really allow dogs and yeah. I can't leave my dog in the van because I don't have an AC unit. I just have my roof fan and it's just too hot right now to leave him for extended amount of times.
1: Yeah. It would um, have to be like the perfect weather outside to be like, okay.
0: Okay. You could stay here for a little bit,
2: you know? Yeah, exactly. And like one thing I learned though, is like if there's a national park somewhere, there's probably like several trails outside of that, that are just as beautiful. Like the Corona arches in Moab, mind-blowing you know it was really cool so and that yeah, was one of you can always paperwork.
1: find a dog friendly place you just have to be willing to kind of look outside the norm i think
2: yeah and there's this app my sister showed me it's called bring fido um and you can go on that app and you, it basically tells you everything in an area that allows dogs um, oh that's pikes, cool. hotels restaurants all that stuff so i mean that app is can be pretty useful too
0: yeah, definitely gonna have to check that one out and download it for ourselves. I wonder if it works for Canada as well. Um, because since our travels will be here, we're definitely gonna want to bring Paco and the baby, you know. So,
2: right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. yeah that's,
0: that's good to know. Thank you for that. Um, I, I guess another question. Well, one thing is we should definitely hook you up with our friends, Crux and Beta, Jess and Sean, because they're big time climbers. Uh, they do a lot more bouldering, though. Um, okay. But yeah, so it could be an interesting opportunity. Maybe a love bouldering. Who knows? Yeah,
2: you might. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm always up for a new adventure. I love learning new skills. You know.
0: Yeah, and they're also dope people. So just cool people that you could always get in touch with and and possibly climb with because uh, they're always looking for spots where they could climb. But uh, but yeah. So are you going to wind up getting yourself to like uh, any of the meetups or anything like that that are here coming up? Or I know a couple are just happening right now. Like um. Send on Bend is going on right now, I think.
2: So I need to look into that. I haven't really looked into that too much, but it's something I definitely should do. Um, Because like one thing I will say about like traveling alone is like, I haven't been like going like been super, super lonely. I mean, I have found myself calling friends and family a lot more, but like it would be cool to meet new people and just that are doing the same thing um, and kind of be able to hang around with those people more. Uh, just to have a sense of like community i guess you could say
0: yeah one that you could look up that i think is coming up here as soon as in our, the north west uh, Fest usa was the one i was thinking
1: about. oh in utah i think maybe that already happened or maybe it's... no i think it's october maybe. but if you're going to the west coast you might be hitting northwest nomads
0: i think that's about to happen right? yeah october yeah, it was usually around Halloween. Oh, you know what? It's actually the same. It's this week coming up because it's the same week as our due date. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like this September 21st, I think. And you're actually headed directly in that direction.
2: Oh, cool. I'll look into that then for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's called Northwest Nomads. We could send you a link.
2: Awesome, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because that would be something really cool to do. I've always like anytime I've seen other people's vans, I've always wanted to be like, "Yo, can I check your rig out?" But then I feel weird. I don't want to be like that weirdo. That's like you be know, the
0: weirdo. This is the spot to be the weirdo. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Right. And I think too, right. like when you first get on the road, one of the best things that you can do is find an event. You know, like even if your van is only like half built yet or whatever, like you just got on the road. Like going to one of these events, you're gonna find so many different people. And like, obviously, you're not going to jive with every single one of them, but like, you'll find some people that you really enjoy and who really enjoy you, and then mm-hmm. maybe you can start traveling together, or get ideas, or like see the different builds, like you're saying, and like incorporate some
0: ideas, and like yeah. start to like build your community. And quite a few of the people that will be at Northwest Nomads, I'm gonna guess, quite a few of them are gonna want to go north to Washington. So it might be your opportunity to caravan like up to Washington with some people as well.
2: Oh, that's a really good idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah that'd yeah. be awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Look at it us de- planning. Your- yeah. <laughs> it just, it just depends on what you, what you're looking for. And honestly, if you're looking for people in the community that you, you could mesh with, there's a, I'm pretty sure it's next to the spot called um, Smith rock, which is like, or yeah, something like that. And it's like this big rock that like stands in the middle of like this, like kind of desert area um and it's just a super dope place uh and when we went what we experienced was probably like one of the best experiences at a meetup ever and it's just because it's like it's not too big it's still fairly small and it's it's more intimate you could really learn exactly who everybody is and and you know have a great time there's still
1: tickets available yep they are a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's funny. I feel okay. like these the the events have gotten more and more expensive over the years too. Like when the first year that we went, it was completely free. So they've definitely uh, increased. Well,
2: do, well, you, have, one, do you think you have to, one, like run out of space or something?
0: Well, so that was actually at a camp at like an RV site. So yeah. they probably have seen like the influx of people coming every year, and they are probably the ones raising the price. Uh, because they want to be paid for it as well as the people that are running it want to also yeah.
2: get paid. Yeah, I guess after things get to a certain point, you kind of have to have some other people helping you out with the event and stuff, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean, you you want to hire talent to be able to, like, play music there. You want to be able to have, like, you know, wood for bonfires and, you know, just – clean up and all these different things that you have to put together to, you know, make the event well worth it and a lot of fun.
2: Right. For sure. Yeah. I'll definitely have to look into that. That'd be really cool to go check out for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paco's just going after me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Paco's having a good time back
2: here, but yeah, oh, I mean,
0: I, I don't want to like dictate your trip. I just want to give you some inspiration of like maybe a route you might want to go.
2: No, I definitely appreciate it. Cause you guys are like veterans, you know, you know, what's up on the road. So that's definitely good to have that uh, insight, you know?
0: Yeah. Are you looking at um, possibly traveling outside of the United States as well? Or is it just going to be like a state's type of style trip?
2: Eventually I'd like to, I need to um, get my passport. I don't have a passport right now, so I need to stop at a post office and get that taken care of and have it sent back home. So when I get, mm-hmm. cause I plan on being back home for the holidays like Christmas Mm-hmm. Um, to see family and stuff. And then after that I'll, you know, get back out and travel more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to get my passport because I'd like to travel out of the country. That'd be really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. start that process now because it's like three to six months for the whole process yeah. to happen. So
1: well, who knows? Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that's what it takes.
1: Crux and just got those real quick. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So I think maybe the processing times are down or whatever. But um, I'm wondering you have this little nest egg that you're kind of floating on right now. Do you have any plans for how you're going to start to kind of replenish your bank account? Like, what are you thinking?
2: So I've thought about trying to get like an online remote job, but I don't know if I want to do that because for me personally, I don't really have like, I've always done more manual labor. Right. And I, you know, I don't have a degree in anything. So I mostly did manual labor, so I don't have a degree in anything. Right. So I think for me, um, I don't want to do like customer service or something. If it's a last resort, I will. But I'd really like to put a lot into doing like the podcast and YouTube and Instagram and try to bring in revenue doing that. Um, Because I feel like I'd enjoy it a lot more. I already love posting and sharing everything I'm doing with people uh, to try to motivate other people to do it also. Um, So I really want to sink a lot into that and try to bring income and uh, to continue traveling. Mm -hmm.
1: so you talked about your podcast can you let people know what it's called and what they can expect if they were going to come over and listen
2: so my podcast is called daydream with james um and uh it's kind of like so one week it'll be me and my cousin my cousin's my co-host quentin um and we just kind of talk about whatever i've done in the last week and then we'll just shoot the shit for a little bit um and then every other week i like to try or i would like to try to have a guest on so like having you guys as a guest or the guy that took me rock climbing, he's done a lot of traveling. So I'd like to have him as a guest on the podcast uh, just to kind of have a little change up and things. So that's kind of what that would all be about on the podcast. Is there
0: a specific message that you're looking to send to people?
2: I just want people to like chase their dream, man. Like kind of like what I'm doing, because everyone has a dream, whether it's traveling or going to move to a new state or whatever it is i just want people to do that because i mean that's where you find growth that's where you start you know finding yourself also is chasing what you want to do um and it's scary too right like it's scary just taking that leap but you have to in order to grow and see if it works out and stuff you know Mm -hmm. um so i really just want to encourage people to do that yeah
0: totally agree man I, I think that's exactly what we were looking at doing in the beginning too, as well as encourage other people to get out of their comfort zone, live their life on their own terms. Um, and we found a ton of happiness in it. And I don't think we could ever really go back to our nine to five jobs. I mean, we would, if we had to, but right. doing what we do now, it's kind of surreal. I actually, I said to Alex the other day, like, it almost feels like we're semi retired even though we work all the time we probably work more now than we did then but it right. feels different because like we love what we do and and right. it's fun and you know we get to spend our time together we get to spend our time with our dog we get to spend our time with our family and friends if we would like to do that you know we get to be where we want to be when we want to be there and i think that's like the greatest gift in the world
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. And like back to the happiness thing, it's like, just in the three weeks I've been doing this, my mental health has like improved so much. Like the, like, I don't know. I just, I'm happy. I'm way happier. I'm not worrying about everything else that I was before. You know, I'm just worried about like what I'm doing and having fun. So, I mean, I think that's a big thing too, is like getting trapped in like that nine to five everyday life where nowadays it's hard to afford anything. You know, it's like, it's so easy to just not be happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I mean it's definitely been uh, a big thing a a lot of growth has already happened you know and that's kind of what a big part of this trip was
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful and like to have all that in just a couple of weeks you know like I think even just making the decision and executing it and like actually getting on the road is such a huge hurdle and like accomplishment to get over you know Um, so now that you're actually doing it and seeing you know even with the roadblocks and the hard things and, you know, things not always necessarily going to plan that you can still, you know, find joy and feel good. And I think, you know, a lot of it too is just like being in nature more and being on, you know, making your own schedule and yeah. you know not having to answer to somebody else. And, you know, obviously you've not had maybe the best year with, you know, your mom passing and things like that, but like, yeah to be able to get out and like get out of that space and be, you know, in a new headspace and just really yeah. kind of even like just to process that or like to see the world in a different way, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. And it also, a lot of it was like decision-making too. Cause like a lot of the decisions that I would make back home, I'd always like run it by somebody like, do you think I should like do this or what do you think if I did this? And like almost every time when you ask somebody that they're not telling you what you want to hear. Right. <laughs> And that alone should tell you just make the decisions on your own um, because that's, you know, what would make you happy. So now being on the road, the only person to run decisions by is myself. You know, I have to do that. So, like, that alone has helped a lot too, you know. It's like that's a part of that growth.
0: Yeah. How? Let me ask, James, how old are you?
2: I'm 24.
0: Oh, nice. So you're, you're starting this pretty early in your life too as well. So, you know, I think that's a, a great opportunity for you to really, like, figure out what you love, you know, and the thing that you love is what you could create the opportunity to create that job, whether it's making videos around it or, you know, something along those lines, as long as you do what you love, you'll feel like you never worked a day in your life.
2: Right. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for now. All right.
0: Yeah. And you're in that space in life where that's what, that's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking to find. And luckily for you, unlike a lot of other people you're now traveling and having the opportunity to really figure out what that is rather than being stuck at a regular nine to five where you're kind of trapped and you're like hoping that's the thing that you love
1: well you don't get a lot of new experiences right Mm -hmm. like oh you might get a new project or something to work on or you know whatever but like to actually go and explore a new place and to meet new people and to get out of your comfort zone I feel like is a much bigger growing experience as a human being than just working
0: a job. I mean, one of the of things that you learn too, while you're on the road is that everybody's doing something different work wise. Mm-hmm. So like we met people that literally went and collected rocks and then would make jewelry out of those rocks and then sell them and for quite a bit of money too, you know? Yeah. So like there's a job literally doing everything. And if it, if the thing that you love is finding different rocks and crystals and stuff like that, you know, that's it. You know, you found what yeah. you love. And then, so, you know, you sell a couple of them a month and you made your, your egg and you're good to go. You know what I mean? So right, it just depends on what you're looking to do and you're going to find it with the type of journey you're about to go on.
2: Yeah. And like, that's the thing too, is like, when people would always ask me like, what are you going to do when you run out of money? You know, it's like, man, there's money everywhere. everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's money to be made. So like no matter where you're at, you could figure it out. And, uh, and also being 24, I have nothing to lose. If this doesn't go to plan and I have to go back home, well, then I have to go back home. You know, I didn't really lose anything, you know, so might as well take the leap now.
0: Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think you're on the right track. A lot of people go a different route and, you know, I think the route that you picked is one is, is beautiful and glorious and you can have so much fun doing it. And you're going to meet so many people along the journey that would have never been possible staying
2: at home in Missouri. Right. Exactly. For sure. 100%.
0: Like not even close, like in the last four years, I have to say we probably met over 2000 people, you know, not every single one of them are our friends, but like, you know, they're acquaintances or we might come across that path again one day and be like, Oh my God, such and such. You (laughs) know what I mean? And yeah. like, we've also gained a ton of super valuable friendships that are closer than closer to us today than our childhood friends growing up.
2: Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: And they just get it. Like the difference of the understanding of like the brainwaves, the level that you're on because of what you're doing is just different than the everyday person. And it's, like yeah. it doesn't, this doesn't make sense to a lot of people, you know?
2: Yeah exactly it's like how how what are you doing like how like why What, what's the point you know it's yeah, like
0: exactly exactly i think you'll really feel
1: it when you go back home for christmas like how different of a human being you are than from when you left
2: right yeah yeah because i won't be able to notice that change until like i'm around family that know me and they're like wow you've you've changed a little bit, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well,
1: yeah. They, and they, even like they might've, you know, your perspective might've changed and
0: you might be seeing them differently. That's the thing. You know? Right. And and just like the way they talk or how they talk about things. What they talk what about. What they talk about. What matters to them. You're going to notice what matters to them and that these things don't necessarily matter to you anymore. But when yeah. you live there, it mattered to you. So it's like, right. you they're like, wait a second. I was thinking like this a couple like six months ago but i'm not thinking like that anymore and it's such a weird like change and switch in your mind um and it is a it's a different concept
2: right yeah for sure it's definitely um gonna be interesting to see that you know i definitely i have a lot of friends um and even some family members that i'm like uh like really trying to convince to like either do this or do something like out of their comfort zone just because like you know, why not? You know, mm-hmm. everyone's like, seems to be like worried about the outcome and stuff. And it's like, man, you just got to take the leap and do it.
0: Yeah. And you don't so really like, know the outcome
2: till you do it. Yeah, exactly. So your exactly.
0: expectations of an outcome might be totally different than what it is.
2: Right. Right. And like, I've even had some friends like, tell me like, I just don't you to hit the road and think like, you're going to find this like amazing thing somewhere. Like everything's like, it's just the same shit, different place type of thing. And it's like, Maybe to a certain extent. Yeah. Like I've been in towns where it feels like somewhat of my hometown, but like there could be different opportunities. There's different people. There's different, like everything's different really when you go somewhere else, you know? Um, And that's like one of those things where like a part of doing this is showing people like, you know, you could find those hidden gems or you could find that something that you're looking for in your hometown that you're just not finding, you know, it's somewhere. You just got to go for it.
0: I definitely think that one of the things that on the road for me that I realized that where I kind of, if I do settle down somewhere or have a home base somewhere, I definitely want it to be next to a lake near a mountain somewhere in the middle of the woods. Like that's, that's yeah. what I want, you know, more than anything uh, in the general sense of a, of a place to go back to. Uh, yeah, but that's something I found on the road that that's what I really, really did want. Like, cause we've been in deserts, we've been in all different types of places, but everywhere I feel like I've felt like the best version of myself or like the most free. Um, I we've always swimming in a lake next to volcanoes or some type of mountain. Yeah. And I just felt free, you know?
2: 100 percent yeah i've already come to the conclusion that i probably will not settle back down in my hometown <laughs> you know like i've already <laughs> come to the conclusion it's like man I, the places i've seen already especially going through like colorado it's like there's no chance that i could live somewhere that doesn't have these type of things around me you know mm-hmm. yeah like, totally. kind of like you said you just feel like free you you feel like you feel like uh that's where you need to be almost mm-hmm. or something like that you know
1: well, we can't wait to see what this all brings for you and like what the next three weeks, three months, three years, you know, unfolds yeah. in your van life adventure. Um, so if you were talking to somebody who was where you were maybe a year or two ago thinking about the van or, you know, just bought a lemon of a van that needs a brand new engine, what would what kind of advice would you have for them?
2: Don't give up and just keep pushing for it. That that that's all I could say is you just gotta keep pushing for it and uh If it's something you really, really want and you put enough positive attitude towards it, it's going to happen somehow. Like once you start putting things into action and you start putting it out into the universe, it comes back to you and things just have a way of working out. That's what I would say is just don't give up on whatever your dream is and just be positive about it and push through Mm -hmm. the hard times and it'll it'll happen.
1: I feel like often the hard times too kind of proves to the universe that you really want it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, if you were, if you say you bought that van, the engine blew, and you were just like, you know what, I'm just going to cut my losses and never think about this again. It's like, okay, well, I guess you didn't really want that thing.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. you got to really want something. And no matter what anybody says, you just got to say, oh, no, it's going to work out no matter what, you know, it's, if you really believe it's going to happen and work out, it's going to happen.
0: Hell yeah, man. Well, James, thank you so much. We love your attitude. We can't wait to see what comes out of this for you. We're really excited for you and proud of you too, for actually doing it, making that leap. It's a, uh, it's a very intense thing to get yourself to. But Once you're in it, you're in it to win it. I feel like so. Yep. Yeah, man. Proud of you. Let us
1: know how Northwest No
0: is. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I
2: will do. And thank you so much for having me on guys. I'm so excited for you guys and uh, your new family member. That's about to come into the world. Um, and I wish you guys the best of luck in that journey. Thank you Thank so you much.
0: You I love the message that James is trying to send here, you know, just driving it home at the end there, just talking about how you really need to want it to, to have that fulfillment.
1: Well, to manifest the things that you really desire. And I, you know, some people believe in manifesting, some people don't, whatever, but like a single minded focusness on the thing that you really want going to make it happen and throughout our entire van life journey we've had so many downs we're like you know things are going wrong with the engine we're stranded again we're broke down you know and we just kept moving forward
0: well and i think that's the thing is the mindset wasn't always looking at the downs of everything the mm-hmm. mindset was actually looking at the positives of everything and i actually like I heard Jim Carrey talking the other day to, like, a like a thing on, the, he on Instagram. Graduation. He was graduation. It was a graduation of some speech. sort. Yeah, and it was a commencement speech. And, like, what I found truly incredible about the speech was the message behind that. It's very similar to this in the sense of, like, what you project out into the world is what you not only get back, but also your experience doesn't end at your fingertips and your toes and, like, the vessel that you're in, that you're moving in this life your eyes are also projecting and taking in, you know, that experience that you're creating. Mm -hmm. Like each individual person is creating this perceptive life that they perceive all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And by giving the world a message that you're willing to put yourself out there and be positive and be like, be a good person, you know, and also while doing all those things, you're pushing towards the things that you love, you're going to find that similar type of love right back. Mm -hmm. You know, what it is that you want in life is going to come back to you. Mm
1: -hmm. I think, I wonder if, like, maybe it's become second nature, but I think in our first van, we were much more, um, I don't want to say spiritual, but, like, there was always this conversation of, like, you know, we're here because we're meant to be here. And if we're broken down right now, it's because something's going to happen or something, we're being delayed on purpose so that we're going to get somewhere Mm -hmm. next.
0: I think in the second van, we had like almost no breakdowns or anything along those lines. So we didn't have a moment to reflect the same way. So maybe it took away from you know that aspect of the first van life mm-hmm. living that we had you know and it stole that from us a little bit
1: right whereas you know back in sunny especially when you know that we blew the engine you know i think we did have a little bit of that but you know maybe we got out of the practice of like even now you know we're being bogged down by many different things and you know it can be very stressful at times and i think we need to kind of re uh, imagine and revisit you know these Feelings of like, okay, yes, things might feel a little bit hard or difficult right now, but everything is happening for you. Mm -hmm. Nothing is happening against you. Yes. All of the challenges that you're facing, like we've talked about it on the podcast, I think, before we announced it on YouTube. We've taken over this coffee shop and that's come with... You know, many different new challenges that we didn't foresee and lots of time and well, energy. There's five
0: and, owners, right? Which and is like so that heads makes it a lot harder. budding, you know? Yeah. But see, this is again, this is like the perception, right? We're projecting that these things are going to happen in our mind. And so what do we get back in a view? Is these things happening, right? right. So, yes, the business was something that was giving us an opportunity to possibly have something that can make us money while we're on the road, which is something that we've been talking about for the last couple of years, actually. So this is like that opportunity for us, right? And so that's why we took advantage of jumping in on it. But now we have to also put in the work without putting that projection of like, oh, we're going to get into a fight with all the owners or we're going to, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't going to work. That's Mm -hmm. not going to work. Instead of having that type of attitude, we should have a this-is-going-to-work attitude, Mm -hmm. you know? And if we continue to have this attitude, then that's going to grow. And that goes with everything in life. And I think that's, like, uh, that's why I love this podcast, right? is like, right now we're talking about this because of the podcast. Right. And we're actually having an awakening of some sort for ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. I just had a thought, too, of... We recently put out these Valentine's bouquets, and we sold one out of 17 that we made, Mm -hmm. which felt like a real bummer. But then Frank went out today and gifted the bouquets to local business owners, local people in the
0: community. Well, and so actually something I was thinking about last night before I went and did this, and this morning, was intention, right? So every single one of those I gave away, I gave away with the intention of creating a— Like this is for you and this is free, you know, like, and this right here is for to benefit your life, you know, and I want them to feel that way. So that way, when they come to the store, they still feel like we're benefiting their life. Right. Mm -hmm. And that we're there for them.
1: Well, and also it just, you know, maybe we weren't meant to sell those bouquets. Maybe we were meant to give them away. And then the people that we've given them to will bring us 10 times more business. And,
0: and, And once again, like. The intention of, of gaining that business, too, is great, right? But I wanted the intention to be a very nice sentiment instead of just gaining business. Right. You know, like, there's a difference between just gaining business and also, like making somebody feel good about themselves and about life, brightening their day. And then the business comes because of those things, Mm -hmm. you know, not because of the opposite. I'm doing this because I want your business. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a shitty way of feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, where if we are giving with intention and we're doing things with intention, it's going to come back tenfold Mm -hmm. because, you know, the universe is sending it that way. God is sending it that way. Whatever it is, is sending it that way. You know? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, we don't, life is so busy that you don't have time to just sit down and talk most of the time, and I think that's one of the best things about this podcast is that we do actually sit down and talk, Mm -hmm. because most of the time, either we're talking about day-to-day stuff, you know what I mean, like Mm -hmm. ABC, getting there, getting here, what we got to do, what do we got to get out, what do we got to finish, blah, blah, blah. We're not ever really talking about, like, bigger picture, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going to, make us feel good mm-hmm. moving forward and I think that's kind of where we need to look at yes you know the situation of the van and the next rig and you know what do we want to do in these next couple of months this next year
0: so I guess the question is what makes you feel better being in this rig and being able to travel immediately or being able to have some money in the pocket so we could then build something else that's going to take a while before we could travel again yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Because
1: the money in the pocket is only going to be in the pocket for a very short amount of time. Yep.
0: <laughs> and, and, you know, realistically, you think, like, can we make it another way? You know, we could probably make it another way other than just this van.
1: Like just selling the van. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's, there's that potential as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't know. We got to kind of decide because, I mean, honestly, at this point, it Would be nice to just be on vacation for a while because yeah. I don't feel like we've, you know, since selling all of since returning from Central America mm-hmm. and deciding we were going to sell Olive, mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't really been enjoying van life the way that we love to enjoy van life.
0: Yeah, there's been enjoyable moments, but not enjoying the way that we have, right? The last. Three and a We're half, not traveling, years.
1: we're building. Yeah. And so we knew moving into that phase that it would be different because we've done it twice before.
0: You know, it's funny, every time we get done with a build, we kind of feel this way.
1: We're ready to go. We're ready
0: to go. Which we're is why, say,
1: at this point, I'm like... And even though this
0: was like a shorter one, technically speaking, in the sense of time. It's taken just as long. It's taken just as long because of all the other things that are going on right. in my life. But... Every time, no matter whether it's a remodel or a full build, we we feel the same way. We're ready to travel. Well, because building a
1: bit. is hard and it burns you out, and yeah. that's why you know the reward at the end of the van build is the travel and the adventure and the fun.
0: I think this means we have to show Sonny off for a while.
1: I don't know. That's the thing. But then it's like then when you know what's the timeline? Where did, where are we doing it? When are we doing the it? The timeline will we we'll present it?
0: itself when we're ready.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think
0: that's the thing. I think we're answering our own question right now. Is like the timing will work out how it's supposed to work out how it's always worked out with all the other rigs like we're almost being like ready to sell almost too fast maybe
1: I don't know yeah
0: you know yeah we might have struggles and things in this one but we're always going to be in the spot where we need to be at the time that we need to be in it.
1: hey remember the sign in this van
0: yep that says, made us buy it you're exactly where you need to be <laughs> It's kind of what it's We says. saw
1: that sign and we were like, oh, I guess we have to buy this rig.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the message. It's the message of this podcast. You know, it's the message that we, that we give out every day. You yeah, know, exactly our, where you're supposed to be on our YouTube channel. We yeah. do the same thing every single day. You know what I mean? Like in the sense of you're exactly where you need to be in this moment. And I think we got to remember that. And I think that's really the message of FNA Van Life. You know? I think that's something that we need to reconsider when we're making our content and life in general.
1: All right, guys, we have a lot of figuring out to do. Maybe we make a pros and cons list. Maybe we, you know, write some things on paper and yeah. see what the next move is. Consult our uh, button psychic, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll see that news. in the next episode. But
0: well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining uh, joining in with us, whether it's listening or watching or both. You know, we really appreciate you guys in the community that are here to hang out with us and learn more about our lives and also just van life in general.
1: Mm -hmm. Come find us on YouTube, Instagram, here on the podcast. It's all FNA Van Life. And we hope that you have an FNA Day.
0: Everybody knows it's true. Van Life YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.